Uh, Romans 14 is where we're going to start here, and uh, I'm going to kind of do things a little differently with this particular message. Um, so we're going to just remain seated. Um, I'm actually not going to read Romans 14 and uh, right at the very beginning here, but um, I was planning on uh, continuing our series on Sunday nights through Hebrews chapter 11 as uh, we're working through that, uh, looking through the, the, the series title is Living by Faith and looking at the different uh, Old Testament characters that are highlighted there and uh, learning lessons uh, on how we can learn to live by faith in this present world. But then uh, I've, been, I've been thinking about this, this, this vaccine issue for, for a while, of course, as everybody has uh, been uh, hearing about it for, for months and months. And uh, it's starting to be, it was starting to brew a little bit. And then, and then of course, Thursday, uh, it was pretty evident to me that we need to discuss this. And uh, now, <clears throat> we've, heard, uh, we've heard a lot uh, about this vaccine from uh, people like Dr. Fauci. Uh, we've heard from the frontline doctors, from CNN, from President Biden, from Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Newsmax, OPEC, and other experts. But tonight, uh, we're going to put what they've all said aside for a little bit, and we're going to consider what God's Word has to say. All right? We're, we're going we're gonna to look at the real expert. Okay? Um, so, just to be clear, though, um, and, and this probably isn't a big surprise to you, but there's no verse in the Bible that says that you should or that you should not take the COVID-19 vaccine. There's no verse. No chapter and verse that you can point to and say, ah, see, right here in, in the King James Version of the Bible. No, no, it's not in there. And uh, I do want to just give a little disclaimer tonight before we begin. Um, I imagine this, this message tonight is going to probably disappoint some people in our church family. Um, some are perhaps going to be disappointed that I don't take a stronger stand for the vaccine and the idea that vaccines save lives, and you're going to be disappointed in me. Others are going to perhaps be disappointed that I don't take a stronger stand against the vaccine and the overreach of our government. Well, I will go on the record for this for saying that I'm not for a vaccine mandate or vaccine requirements, which is what the terminology got changed to on Thursday. That was, um, and, and this message is less about the politics involved with the vaccine and that all of us are, have formed an opinion about. Um, and it's more about how this vaccine has affected our hearts, spiritually speaking, individually, and as a church. I'm also not a fan of needles. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just thought I would throw that out there. In fact, if you promise not to tell anybody, um, I, can't, I can't watch when I get a shot. I can't, I can't watch the needle go into me. In fact, if my wife is in the room, again, please don't tell anybody because this is a little embarrassing, but I have to hold her hand. <laughs> and if she's not in the room, if my daughter's in the room, I have to hold my daughter's hand. That's how much I do not like uh, needles. And uh, anyway, that all being said, uh, tonight we're going to consider four very important principles, uh, biblically speaking, that will help us to have a biblical perspective of the COVID-19 vaccine. So principle number one, if you'd like to take notes tonight, 
is the principle of Christian liberty. The principle of Christian liberty. In, in Romans chapter 14, if you'd like to look there with me, <clears throat> verse number 1, we're going to read several of these verses here. Verse number 1 says, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him that which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. And then here in verse 5, he changes a subject. In, in verses uh, basically 1 through 5, or 1 through 4, he deals with a diet. And now in verse number 5, he goes to the subject of days. Okay, verse 5 One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Whether we live, whether we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. By what, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And I'll stop there for right now. But um, here we find, especially uh, going back into verses, verse 3 here, um, the context there was there were people in the church there at Rome who were eating meat, and eating meat is a wonderful thing. We talked about that in our school class. you got to come to Cornerstone Couples class because we talked about eating a lot in that class. Uh, but, but the issue here was, well, they were eating meat, but the, the thing about that meat that was special or unique was that it was before it was brought to the marketplace, it was offered to an idol. And then after it was offered to the idol, then it was taken to the marketplace and then sold to the general public. And some of these believers were buying this meat because it maybe had been marked down. I don't know. But regardless, they were buying it and saying, it's okay. The Lord's given us permission to eat meat. And, uh, you know, idols aren't real. So they, in a clear conscience, uh, were, were eating this meat. Well, that offended some people in the church. I can't believe you would eat. I cannot believe you would eat meat offered to idols. Don't you know we've been saved out of that? Idols are, are, are a slap in the face to our great God. Well, they both had good reasons and, and a biblical, uh, perhaps, reasoning why they did what they did. And Paul here never says one is right over the other. He just simply says hey, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind and stop uh, fighting over it. And then there's the principle of the days in verse number five. One man esteemeth one day above another. And I've I found the same thing happening in Christianity, especially as we get close to like Easter and as we get close to Christmas. There are some 
uh, Christians who really are offended that you would really celebrate Christ's birth on Christmas when it is so marketed and so, um, uh, so materialistic uh, that this world has made it to be and, and uh, you know, with Santa Claus and all this. And it just, and, and so they're, they're really offended about making it, uh, celebrating Christ's birth on December 25th. And some people get offended about celebrating the resurrection of Christ on Easter and calling it Easter and, and all of that. And, uh, and here, here in verse number five, it says, One man esteemeth one day above another, and another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Let's not, let's not let this become a major issue between us as believers. Now, when it, okay, when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, biblically speaking, and again, this is where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I knew he was going to say something like that. <laughs> I believe that the COVID-19 is a Romans 14 issue. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Um, in other words, I don't believe that it is totally wrong to take I don't, I don't believe it's totally 100% wrong to take the COVID-19 vaccine. And I also don't think it's totally wrong to refuse to take the COVID-19 vaccine. In fact, I believe you can make a biblical case for either one. Um, some who are now, and I'll get to this at the end of the message, but those who are in that boat of being employed uh, at a company with over 100 employees, uh, what do you do now? Um, some who would say, well, God's word tells me that I need to provide for my family, and this is the means in which I want to do that. Um, I think I have, I'm physically able to take the vaccine and be okay. Um, well then, and if you've sought the Lord on it, follow the Lord. And, and if you're of the other opinion, I just, I'm going to quit. Uh, that's the way the Lord's leading me. Amen. Follow the Lord. So bottom line here is, if you have sought the Lord on this issue and sense that the Lord is leading you to take the vaccine, follow the Lord. If the Lord is leading you to refrain from taking the vaccine, follow the Lord's leading. However the Lord is leading you in this issue, though, does not mean that the Lord is leading every single person in the same exact way. And that you need to take this as your life's purpose to convince everyone you meet about your stance on this issue. It's a matter of Christian liberty. Uh, there's so many more important fish to fry. So many important uh, campaigns that you can have as a believer than to be for or against this, this vaccine. So the principle of Christian liberty. And that's something we need to keep in mind. And and, uh, you know, again, if you feel like, no, 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 I know biblically that it is right or I know that biblically it is wrong, I think you can make a case either way. And I think ultimately, as, as I said at the beginning, there's no verse that says you should or should not take it. Therefore, I think it falls into the category of Romans 14, let every man be persuaded in his own mind. So the principle of Christian liberty uh, number two, I want us to look at another principle tonight, and that is the biblical principle of focusing on truth. Now, since day one of COVID-19, way back in uh, you know, February and March of 2020, 
We have heard multiple things from health professionals, government leaders, and other self-proclaimed experts regarding masks, the effectiveness of the vaccine, the side effects of the vaccine, and the goalposts have changed so many times. Remember, we were to close down for two weeks to uh, flatten the curve. Boy, things have escalated since then, haven't they? Um, now, here's the deal. Um, I think I'm safe to say that things regarding COVID-19 are going to continue to change. It's so hard to really know everything there is to know about what is going on. I mean, is this just a pandemic or is this a pandemic? I know that everyone thinks, because they've watched some videos and read some articles, that they are the expert in this arena. Um, maybe you have seen firsthand the effects of the disease or the effects of the vaccine. And it's hard to really know the truth. Now, here's where I, what I believe, and again... We're going to get to the truth, truth in a moment here. But I believe it is impossible to know the entirety of the truth regarding this whole situation uh, regarding COVID-19. And again, I know you probably have, many of you have done some great research and, and uh, you know, spent quite a bit of time on it. But I still believe that, I don't know that anybody on this planet knows all there is to know about COVID-19. I think the only person who really knows about it all and what's happening is God. And, uh, and so many of us are trying to become experts and wrap our heads around it. The problem is the moment we think we wrap our heads around it, the very next day we find out something new. And we've spent all that time and we've focused our attention on, on, on something that is not true. I remember John 14 and verse number 6, the Lord tells us what the truth is. He says, verily I say unto you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, no, no, we, we've heard the word science, uh, you know. I've heard the word science more now than even when I was in science class when I was in school. You know, hey, just look at the science. The problem is... Uh, science seems to be changing all the time, especially here during COVID-19. Uh, science seems to be changing constantly, and science doesn't always have the full picture. So really then, what is truth? Pilate asked that question, what is truth? That's a great question, Pilate. The, the answer is, this is the truth right here, this book. In Psalm 119 and verse number 89, the Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalm 119, verse 138, Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. The announcements regarding COVID-19 are not very faithful because they're constantly changing. We've heard it. We've heard those things change so many times through the course of these last several months. Psalm 119, verse 160, the Bible says, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. So here's my encouragement for you, and the biblical principle is during this time when everything is changing on the daily, to keep your eyes on the Lord, who never changes by being in God's word every day. 
We don't need more social media. We need more scripture in our hearts. We need to saturate our hearts with truth that does not change instead of saturating our hearts and minds with things that will change. Uh, like, well, I, I heard this testimony and I, heard, uh, I read this uh, article and, and, and I get it. The problem is we're, we're, setting our, we're setting our hearts and saturating our hearts with things that are not true, that are going to change. Why not, as believers, saturate our hearts with truth that does not change? That we can rest upon and rely upon and trust. Philippians 4 and verse number 8. Paul reminds us. He says, finally, brethren. As he kind of gets to the end of his letter to the church um, of Philippi. He says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are. Anybody know the first one there listed? True. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. There's a lot of Christians who have been thinking about COVID-19 and the vaccine and trying to understand all the ins and outs of it. The thing is, is it's hard to know how much of it is actually true. My encouragement for us is to not, not be ostriches and put our heads in the sand and not be aware of what's happening around us, but, but most of all, have an emphasis in our hearts and lives that we're focused in on the truth of God's word. That's where our heart is. That's where our, that's where our foundation is. So we have the biblical principle of truth, of focusing on the truth instead of things that we know are probably going to change in a week or two. And I know that all the experts think they know it all, and, and, and they might. I'm not saying that they don't, all, they don't know some things, but I'm convinced that they're not as authoritative on the matter as they sometimes claim to be because things have changed quite a bit over the last several months. Number three, the third biblical principle here is the biblical principle of charity and unity in the church. Now, there's no question that COVID and the vaccine issue has caused quite a bit of division in our country, and it's obviously a major understatement. The recent speech by President Biden this past Thursday, which, yes, I did watch it and listen to all of it, um, was... Very divisive. Uh, and it's created severe discord in our nation between those who have received the vaccine and those who do not want to take it. Now, while there's nothing that I can do about that in our country as a whole, I do want to encourage our church family to not let this issue be a divisive issue here at our church. Here's the truth of the matter, folks. There are people in our church who have been vaccinated. And there are people in our church who have not and really don't want to be. So what? We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, let's not have two churches either. Uh, this is the unvaccinated part of the church. And this is the vaccinated part of the church. Uh, we need to be united. This is Cornerstone Baptist Church, not 
vaccinated Cornerstone Baptist Church and unvaccinated. No, it's just one church. Romans chapter 14, there were those who, passion, who were passionately for eating meat that was offered idols because, man, could you get a good deal on some delicious food. And there were others who were passionately against it because they were offended that these meats were offered to uh, these horrible pagan gods. Let's instead be passionate for the Lord and for one another in spite of... Uh, what, where you stand on the vaccine issue. Now in Philippians chapter number 1, and verse 27, Paul says this to this church here. He says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So here at Cornerstone Baptist Church, look, we've got a mission. We talked about it this morning to reach our Jerusalem with the gospel of Christ. The Lord has sent us out like he sent his disciples out. We're going to have a hard time if we're bickering one at one another because so-and-so doesn't believe like I do and they really should. I can't believe they don't. In this particular area. Philippians 4.2. Paul gets down to the nitty-gritty and he calls it. Philippians 4.2, he says, I beseech Eudeus and I beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. What were they, argue, what were they arguing about? Probably the COVID-19 vaccine. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably need to do a little more study in the Greek, but it probably is. Now, I don't know what it was. It obviously wasn't that, but, but I don't want there to be a Eudeus and a Syntyche situation here at Cornerstone Baptist Church regarding the COVID-19 issue, uh, regarding the vaccine issue. I'd like to invite you to turn to Romans chapter 12 here. We're, I think your Bible's open to Romans 14, but if you flip back to Romans 12, um, this, is a, this is a pretty powerful and applicable passage of Scripture for us to consider tonight as we are looking at this topic. Romans 12, verse number 16 says this. He says, be of the same mind one toward another. Yeah, well, they don't see like, they don't, they, they're just, they just don't, they, they're just not in the know like I am regarding this particular issue. No, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things. But condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Well, I think I know all there is to know about it, and I am the resident, you know, the church expert on this issue. Well, congratulations, but you're being wise in your own conceits. And then verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. And then here it is, verse number 18, if it be possible. As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. There is a principle of unity within the context of the local church. And uh, I really, I honestly don't really care whether you've been vaccinated or not, or whether you plan to or not. I just don't want it to ever cause division in this church. 
because what God's doing here is too important for us to let that cause a wedge between our church family. We're, we're, God, God wants to use this church to impact this area. And the devil would love to bring something like this into our church to hinder us, to get us focused on each other. Uh, instead, we're, we, and, then I, and then we have to put out fires instead of going out there with a, a passionate heart to reach people for Christ. So as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men, vaccinated or not. Psalm 133, verse number one says, Behold, this is a beautiful verse, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's a beautiful thing when we can be together of one mind, of one heart, of one soul, striving together for the faith of the gospel. It is good, and, and the psalmist said, it is pleasant when we dwell together in unity. We're, we don't, it's really kind of, we, we, I've said this in our home and we, our kids started saying it and then we said we probably shouldn't be saying it anymore. But when it comes to the vaccine, uh, it's, it's none ya, okay? None of your business. Um, so it, it, it's really none ya. You don't have to feel like you need to share that with everybody. Now, I know that, you know, according to Biden, you know, he wants everybody vaccinated and everybody to know that everybody's vaccinated. I know that. But here at our church, I, I don't really care whether you have or haven't. That, that's between you and the Lord. And it's, and it's none ya, right? Um, it, it's none of my business, none of your business. You can share it with me if you want to. You can hide it from me. I, I'm not going to ask. Um, I know there probably is churches that like, hey, are you vaccinated before you come into their church? Uh, I'm not going to ever do that. And so we see the biblical principle regarding charity and unity in the church. And then number four, there's a biblical principle of affection on things above. I realize that this is a very um, hot topic in our nation today. And we get, particularly with the the government trying to regulate this and, and, and mandate it. Um, it causes us to, to get passionate in and uh, re- rebut it, or I'm not, I'm not even sure how to say what I'm saying here, but uh, to, uh, to not allow this to happen. And so we, in our response to that, we, we begin to research it and, and to get overly obsessed with this particular topic. And yet, as believers, I do want to remind us that we're called to not set our affection on things on this earth. Colossians 3 and verses 1 and 2 says this, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, including uh, all there is to know about the vaccine. Setting our affection on things above. Matthew chapter... Six says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Before, uh, before Jesus said that verse, he, he talked about those who were kind of fretting about a lot of different things 
in verse 31, he says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? And then he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So, so there is a temptation for us to start fretting and panicking and worrying about what the next step is and what are we going to do? What, what, what's our family going to do? And, and the what ifs after that. I want to just encourage you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I, I, I know that sounds easy to say and, and hard to live out, but that's, that's the Bible plan. Um, I, I kind of wonder if, if Christians, the Christians who are so involved in whether they're for or against the vaccine and championing their, their particular stance on the issue... Would, would channel that same passion about sharing a different cure. There is a vaccine that I want to encourage everybody to get, and that is the vaccine for sin, and that is the blood of Christ. Amen. Now, can we get passionate about that one as much or more than we are about the COVID-19 vaccine? The thing is, is we're, we're letting this... Honestly, as believers, letting the devil distract us from our main purpose. Uh, nowhere in the Bible are we commissioned as believers to learn everything there is to learn about this vaccine. But we are instructed in the Word of God to be His ambassadors, to be involved in the ministry of reconciliation, to get the gospel out. And instead of being so concerned whether people have the vaccine or don't, can we be concerned with whether people have the cure for their sin or not? Because that is far more important. That has eternal implications. And so I want to encourage us tonight as a church family to, you know, look, if you really want to keep researching it, go, go right on ahead. Go on with your bad self, you know. <laughs> Have fun. But, but let's not forget the things that are most important. Um, you can let this be a hobby, that's fine. But let's be passionate about sharing the cure for sin. Because that's what we really need to be involved in. Okay, what about those who do find themselves in a pickle as a result of last Thursday's announcement? And I imagine there's a few of you in that boat right now. You are employed in a company with over 100 workers, and maybe you haven't been vaccined or vaccinated and, and don't want to be. What do you do? Well, the short answer, and, uh, and I, I, really, I really don't want this to sound like a cop-out, and it's not. It's the actual biblical counsel here, and that is seek the Lord and ask Him to guide you and direct you. James 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. As the Lord leads and guides you in your situation, follow him and trust him. He will take care of you. Right. Easy to say, hard to do. Uh, talk is cheap. I don't, I'm not in that, I'm not in that, particular boat. Thankful we have a pretty small staff here. And uh, um, 
So that's not going to ever be a requirement. I mean, if somebody wants to, again, Romans 14, by all means, if the Lord is leading you, create your Christian liberty. I'm reminded of Daniel and his friends when they were taken captive into Babylon. Do you remember that? And uh, they were told that they had to eat the king's meat. And they had had a conviction in their heart that we don't want to defile ourselves. And they made a decision way back when that we were not going to defile ourselves with a portion of the king's meat. So how did they respond to those, can I call them mandates? Can I call them requirements? How did they respond? They got angry, didn't they? They begin to protest. Is that how they really respond? <laughs> no. Uh, if you want to turn to Daniel chapter 1 real quick, and we'll kind of end with this thought here. We're almost done. Daniel chapter number 1. Verse number 8. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. The prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. And uh, eventually, in verse 12, he says, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them, let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. He says, Prove us. We go through this test. So the way that Daniel approached it was not this, it, it was not the right decree. It was not the right mandate. It was not the right requirement. It went against his beliefs. The way Daniel responded to it was not out of, you know, complete, Anger and defiance. It was respect, graciousness, and requesting. Now, again, I'm throwing that out there and letting the Lord apply that to your situation as he sees fit. Because I think every situation that I, there's no way I can give every, I'll let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, in other words. And guide you in your particular situation. But it is interesting to me that Daniel was in a similar situation and uh, he did not throw a temper tantrum like a lot of Christians I've seen on social media do about this. Um, I think there's a gracious, godly way to handle it. And of course, you read through the book of Daniel. Later on, there's a decree that says he cannot pray. He continues to pray. Uh, there's a decree that everybody has to bow down to this idol of Nebuchadnezzar. The three Hebrew children said, no can do. They were thrown in the fiery furnace, and guess what? God took care of them. And so um, I just want to encourage you that God will take care of you whether you decide to take the vaccine or not. Um, so as we wrap this up tonight, sorry to not pick sides. <laughs> sorry to disappoint. Actually, I did take a side, though, didn't I? I took the Lord's side. 
uh, which few people have considered in all of this. They, they've, they've felt their freedoms come under attack, and they, they've reacted in, I, I believe, a less than biblical way. And, and there's people who are on the other side who are, who are like, why, why don't you guys just care for everybody else and get the vaccine and save lives? I, I think there's, there's a biblical um, case to be made for, for both and uh, to consider these different principles here. There's no question this is a very difficult day and it's a difficult issue to walk through. And I, and I know that some of you have had to make some tough choices along these, way, along these lines and, and I don't see that those, those days are going to be over anytime soon. Uh, there, it's going to be a difficult decision. So as a church family, I just want to encourage us to pray for one another regarding this, to support one another, regardless of what they decide to do. Um, it's a tough decision. And uh, I want to just encourage us to uh, seek the Lord's guidance as never before. And may the Lord grant each of us wisdom in the days ahead. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we do thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word that guides us in every issue, and every situation that we'll face. I pray, Lord, that you would grant wisdom to those who have to make difficult decisions in the days ahead, that you would just guide them into what you want for their lives. And Lord, may we as a church love and support them regardless of what they decide. Father, I pray that uh, there would be a real unity in this body of believers. Lord, you desire that. In fact, uh, Lord, you said that one of the, the, the key ways that the unsaved world is going to know that we are your disciples is by the way we love one another. And so I pray, Lord, that our church would be a place where we truly love one another regardless of our vaccinated status. And that we would truly be a united body of believers as we strive together for the faith of the gospel. Um, Lord, I ask that uh, you would just help us to trust you, to look to you as we go through this uh, very interesting time in our country's history. I pray, Lord, we would keep our eyes upon you, keep our eyes on the truth, be passionate about things that are eternal, like getting the gospel out, getting the cure for sin out, and telling people about that. Help us, Lord, to have these thoughts as we go our way tonight. Um, I pray, Lord, that uh, you would just grant us all wisdom in this particular issue and uh, help us to be gracious towards one another as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What I'd like to do tonight, I'm going to change up the order of service just very, uh, very quickly here. I'd like to sing that song, God Will Take Care of You, page 579. Can we do that, uh, Miss Pat? Would you mind, uh, do you know that song, Brother Blake? If you don't, we'll, uh, we'll, for those who, sing, who do, we'll sing it out. We'll sing uh, page 579. We don't need to have this, the words on the screen. We'll just uh, look in our hymnals tonight, and uh, we'll sing maybe the first and last. Um, actually, I need a hymnal. Um, somebody can grab me a hymnal here real quick. Okay. Um, could we sing all four verses of this? So I think all four verses apply uh, to this particular issue, and I, and I think that that'll be good. 579, God will take care of you.
second though days of heart doth fail God will take care of you when dangers fear your path assail God will take care of you God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. On the third, all you may need. Will provide, God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied, God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Through every day or all the way, he will take care of you. God will take care of you. No matter what be God will take care of you lean weary one upon his breast God will take care of you God will take care of you through every day or all the way God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Well, I love that song, and I hope that that is an encouragement to you, regardless of what you decide on this. He will take care of us. He promised that he would, and so let's not fear what the future may hold either way. 
and uh, God will take care of you. He will never suffer his, uh, the righteous to beg bread, and uh, he'll, he'll not leave those who decide, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and call it, call it a day when it comes to this particular job because of their requirement. God will take care of you. Those who say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get the Fauci-ouchie, um, and I'm not sure what the side effects are going to be long term, but you know what? God's going to take care of me. Um, so with that in mind, uh, let's all stand together. We'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. I want to remind, uh, we will be having a quick meeting for all those involved in special music. Uh, we'll meet over in the overflow room. It'll be a brief, brief time. Uh, just want to meet with you for just a couple moments. Uh, we'll meet in about three minutes after the service. Uh, give me just a couple quick minutes, and then I'll head over there. Um, but uh, sure love you all. Thank you for being here tonight. And I uh, hope it was a help, an encouragement to get a, maybe a different perspective um, than what we're typically hearing on MSM, mainstream media, and uh, to, get, to get some thoughts from the, from the Word of God tonight. Uh, let's, let's be dismissed in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness in our lives. <coughs> I do pray that uh, you would just give us, again, wisdom in the days ahead. Help us, Lord, to trust you. And to keep our eyes on you by being in your word each and every day to focus in on the truth that does never change. Uh, Lord, we're thankful for the promise that you will indeed take care of us. And that, uh, Lord, we can cast our cares upon you for you careth for us. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful reminder that is. Pray that uh, you would uh, grant us safety and, and good health this week and help us to love you and walk with you and please you and all that we do and say this week. And uh, bring us back on Wednesday night for a wonderful uh, service together. And then on Saturday for our youth rally, I do pray that you would pour your blessings upon that. Uh, pray, Lord, you would uh, just use that event to do great and mighty things in the lives of young people, uh, that uh, you would speak to many hearts, may many lives be changed because of that event. And I pray for the details this week to come together so that event would be uh, would bring you great glory and honor. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night. Sure love you. Have a blessed week.